This is a HeadGum Podcast. I remember Fern. I feel like no one remembers that movie. Yeah, Fern Gully was dope. I like Fern Gully. Yeah, oh. I, n- I never saw it as a kid. The, I don't think anyway. The movie that I watched over and over again was The Great Mouse Detective, which was just like a Sherlock uh, Holmes. Oh, yeah. I loved The Great Mouse Detective, Bray. Yeah. I loved that. Because it was straight up Sherlock, mm-hmm. right? Basically. Yeah. I remember that. I, 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 of course, I liked Batman Mask of the Phantasm because it was okay, so yeah, lit. It yeah. was so lit. Aladdin, Aladdin, you guys all know, Aladdin's in my top three movies of all time. Yeah, Aladdin's great. Top three movies of all time. I worry now. No, I think it still holds. I don't think it, is it offensive? I don't know. I don't know, but I love some Aladdin, bro. I don't, uh, oh, I mean, whatever. And then I open this song, I don't know. That's anyway, love the Latin, but also, uh, I don't know if y'all remember this uh this one movie, um uh uh Fifel? Fifel? Yeah, Ameri- Fifel? Uh, an Ameri- yeah, uh, Fifel. The yeah. Fifel is the character from an American Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, he goes west. It? I remember just yeah. like Fifel goes American west. Tale. American, American Tale. American Tale. American Tale. American yeah, Tale. And there was West was the one that that's I, a loved. Sequel. I loved that one. That's the sequel, right? Oh it's a oh. Or is that or is that the original? That's right, it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know there was the I didn't even know there was more there than one two. Movie. There I two. loved I loved the rescuers down under the sequel. Yes, I never I actually lo- I never saw the rescuers. I never uh, saw them. Wait, I thought the rescuers down under was the original one. No, there's a movie called The Rescuers. Wow. And then I, there's The Rescuers Down Under. The movie that I love. Um, oh, I the, love rescuers, the Rescuers Down Under. Do you know the Rescuers came out in 1977? Really? Yeah, Bob Newhart was one of the main ones, so it's like of course it, was, it didn't come out likely. Um, I remember the rescuers down under because that came out in 1990. Uh, can I tell yeah. you the most slept on Disney movie of all time? What's a that? goofy movie. I feel like I liked a, a goofy movie when it came. I out. like this year. This year for Halloween, I am determined to be Powerline. Like I, I, I loved a goofy movie in a way that I think no, I have it on DVD still. I, I lost it. I don't think it's slept on. But I feel like it doesn't get like you people don't. People don't talk about like a goofy. Tevin Campbell was in there singing songs, baby. Like, I don't know. It, like to me, it's like especially like when you. I don't know. He like he didn't think he was that cool, and to like realize that the girl he had a big crush on, who he thought was like super cool, she wasn't that cool either. One of the like, funniest. One of the funniest times I ever remember laughing was a goofy movie when he. Uh, there's that guy from. Oh, Pauly Shore. But not well. I don't know if it's probably no, no, no. It's no. The guy, you're gonna say the same thing that is the funniest thing I've ever laughed at. It's, I know. It's I just the, know the it. dude from the the the. Um, he's he's dressed up in a costume uh-huh. from that like uh-huh. you know whatever. And then uh, wait, what is he? What's the exact line? What's the exact so line? So he goes. So he goes. So <laughs> Max goes. My life is a living. Hello, little. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> That is wait, and then doesn't he hit that? Doesn't he hit that thing? And it like and the and his like head spins or whatever. Or yeah, eventually he does. Yeah. Wait, I have a question. <laughs> is this Goofy movie count? Like, is Goofy isn't black, right? Like the people. No, I, what are you talking about? Because I, I know I, this is my thing. Because you know Disney, they're not a lot of like. If you're gonna see a person of color in the movies, it's like it's not gonna be a black person. But I always felt like people of color be related to the Lion King, and then like. Goofy, right? No, we. Tevin Campbell, come on, right? Is that am I the only one who felt like I don't know? 
All right, maybe I'm. I, don't I know. think the only people who thought that were you and Bebe's kids. Honestly, good one, John. Thank you. That was honestly. Wow, that was a good one. Good I, one. Okay. No, hear me out. I will give that credit because I honestly was engaged in the conversation, and how he did it <laughs> fit. You know what, Nick? Please start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan, What more can I say? You know what it is? Black men can jump. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood said it. <laughs> This Robin Harris grumbling? What? What? No, it's um, it's uh, it's Tone Loke. How do you say his name? Tone Loke. Tone yeah. Locke. Tone Loke. Oh. Tone Loke. That's the it's baby. It's him. It's it's the. And then and then I was also the. the I was flies. Also the flies. Honestly, James, that was very weird of you. Yeah, that was strange. That was a very weird. one. I don't know if I liked it. That was. Uh, I feel uncomfortable, James. Uh. <laughs> welcome okay. uh for those of you who don't know my name is jonathan braylock i'm draw milligan my name oh, God. i'm still i'm still him i'm still yeah we get <laughs> it we get it just do it you guys get it because i'm still him did you just say your name <laughs> did you say it did i miss it did he say his name i don't know oh okay. goodness Why well we even <laughs> Why do we even try? Bro? On this podcast, we review films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of Hollywood, racism, and diversity in Hollywood. I mean, just straight up racism. I usually don't say that, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, we live in a world that people just say straight up racist shit. I on say TV now, the context so. of race and diversity in Hollywood, but this time I say <laughs> Hollywood and, and racism, racism in Hollywood. Honestly, good for you. Um, and maybe I said that just subconsciously because thought about was thinking about that subconsciously because we are reviewing uh the film bebe's kids mm. um which is a 1992 animated feature uh and it has the distinguished title of the first animated film in the history of cinema that had an all-black uh cast oh uh, really yeah I, I will say this. Yeah, don't be surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, guess I mean right. the first and maybe like one Last. of the five. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say what other ones we got? Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog, I guess. Or... And well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun moment that we all just had right there. <laughs> there oh, has my. to be more. There's got to be right. Not Almost Jones. Like, nope, not that movie. Not the one. Not Shark Tale. Or Will Smith. Nope. Um... Wait, Osmosis Jones doesn't count because he's blue. Well, no. Wait, what? Well, I'm saying Chris Rock is the lead, but everyone else, like every, like the cast, isn't black. Like, I think he might be the only. Oh yeah, but then also is the cast of Princess and the Frog black or no? Well, no. Oh no. Wow, I really think. Yeah, because if we're doing that, then well, this is maybe not all black, but just like majority majority black. black. Well. The the but I think this the cast, this cast was all black though I think the Firefly definitely ain't black or for the most part black. Um, this is sad. Anyway, Oof. majority black. Yeah, majority. Black majority. leads. Yeah, black leads has majority like majority. Yeah. Of the cast what other black. what other animated films have black leads? How many? Like the leads are black. Prison the Frog. I mean, we have people of color, right? Because we di- we had Coco and Moana. Oh yeah, we had Coco and Moana. Right. 
But black. But then black. I don't know. It's just like sometimes I feel like Hollywood's like we will get. I'm not gonna. Say I that. guess you're right. Like a shark, it has like Shark Tale and Osmosis Jones, but they're just it's a fish and a, yeah. a white blood cell. But even then, but he's a black. But it's a but he, they're clearly black. But <laughs> but he's a white blood cell. But everyone else, like Angelina Jolie, I think is in Shark Tale, and like it's clearly. I think even in Osmosis Jones, he has his own. But what about where we see like black people in animated films? Because um, Incredibles, there was one. Right. Yeah. There's one he's in Incredibles. Incredibles. And I think one of the one of the kids in Monster House. Um, right. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, and then the dragon and the dragon and the uh, dragon. Oh, Mulan. Goofy. No, I'm just kidding. Well, there's none in. Wait. Right, are we in? Are we in like a Pixar movie? First of all, why was Princess and the Frog not a Pixar? What are we doing? It was the last hand drawn. We hadn't did a hand drawn one in ten years. <laughs> anyway, uh, we uh, talked about that movie sorry. already. We're right. gonna talk about Baby's Kids. Baby's Kids. It made yes. eight million dollars. It cost like ten, right? It probably cost ten. They don't know how much it really cost, but it probably cost ten. It's based on a stand-up comics uh, stand-up routine. Yeah. And this is the thing, Robin this, Harris. The thing for people who don't know who Robin Harris is, you definitely know him if you ever seen House Party. He plays um, Kid's dad in um, yeah. the original House Party movie. So he's legit funny. He passed away he's while sadly, this movie was making. Yeah. So uh, Donald Faison, who you also probably know as- Faison Love. Faison Love, sorry. Faison Love, who you probably know as- uh, I'm, make, I'm referencing all 97. If you watch if you watch Real Husbands of Hollywood, he's on it. He's a bigger yeah. guy. He's an elf. Yes. That's he's the big, boss. He's the boss and elf. He's the boss and elf. And he's- uh, and Friday, he plays. Uh, he's in Friday. What's his big name? Worm. Big, big Worm. Big Worm. Big Worm. He's Big Worm in Friday. Who's? He's really funny. He should be way. He's great. Than he he's is. in a lot of movies. He's, he's, he's or he really was in a lot funny. of movies. He's on. He's on that um, Kevin Hart show right now. Oh okay. Uh, he's like a. He's like a one of the comedians that's one of the cast now. So he's really good. Um, Tone Loke. Uh, uh, Baby got back. If you, you know. No no no. Sorry. Shit. What is his? Damn it. Uh, Tone Loke wasn't that song. He had another song that was. I'm gonna figure it out. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, think, I can't remember what his music was. I don't mo- know him from movies, but I remember hearing his songs. But you know him from Blank Check. That's what you know him from. No, yeah, no, you know no. him from Ace Ventura. No, yeah. no, no. I know him from Sea Bear and Jamal. Do I remember that on Fox? What? Yeah, yo, Fox used to be so black back in the day. So yeah, Fox, we all know, Fox, we all know, had Martin. They had the John Leguizamo show. But when they did their cartoons in the afternoon, because, you know, back in the day, cartoons, they had like a cartoon block from like three to five. Mm-hmm. So they had this cartoon called Seabear and Jamal. So wow. Jamal was like a kid. And I think, let me, let me, make, sure I, let me make sure I get it right. And it was a hip hop show. So let me give you the synopsis. I'm even bringing it up because I think it is relevant to what we're doing. It was an animated show back in 1996. Um, it was this kid named Jamal who had a teddy bear who would come to life and who could like sing and rap. And his name was Sea Bear. It was the, it's basically, what was so funny? It's basically Ted. It's just oh, Ted. Wow. Except right, for, it's, it, it, it's straight up Ted. But Sea um, Bear and Jamal. The thing that made it so dope is that the logo for it was so 90s. It had like the African print, it had the colors, and it had like the, the leopard. It was like so black and so hip hop that it was, I That's loved funny. it. Um, sea Bear and Jamal. I'll never forget it. All right. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else <laughs> to say. Want me like, to read the synopsis of what we should, we should, I mean, it's the, the oh, yeah, the whole stand-up routine is simply, you know, he he wants to go out on a date with this 
woman, Jamika, and but she's like, well, you got to take my me and my son to Disneyland, and he's like, okay. But then when he pulls up, you know, there are four other, there are three other kids, and he's like, who are these kids? And she's like, them Bebe's kids. <laughs> and he's like, who's Bebe? And he's like, she's my friend. Anyway, let's go. Yo, and so we and Bebe's kids are oh, rambunctious. They're rowdy. They're out of control. You know. And they're tearing up the amusement park, you know, and he's also paying all this money and he's just like, he's got to deal with Bebe's kids. It reminds me of, uh, if you guys, if anyone's seen the Bernie Mac show, which is based off of Bernie Mac's bit from um, The Kings of Comedy, which is interesting because if you if you heard his bit, his bit is definitely way more aggressive and like way more Bebe's kids-esque than how the kids are portrayed on the show. Like in the movie, the little baby girl, like in... I mean, sorry, in the movie. In Kings of Comedy, when he describes a little baby girl, she's a terror. Like, and he, like she's the boss, but in the show, she's like super nice. Whereas with this comic bit with um, Robin Harris, I feel like they kind of keep the kids as close to how he describes them as possible, especially Definitely. the baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, he describes the baby as always pooping when he talks. Yeah, just always. Just <laughs> I, I do my initial thoughts first because right. I'm the one who forced Let's us to it. watch this. <laughs> initial thoughts. All right. So for people who know, I grew up in Southeast DC. And the thing is, I remember, I was still pretty young when this movie came out. So I remember seeing it years later on like VHS, I guess. But I remember it because at this point, we hadn't moved out of DC yet. And the kids in this movie were hood kids. Like straight up hood kids. The neighborhood he was in was the hood. The way the old men talk at the beginning of the movie he picks her up at a funeral yeah like they're playing dom- yeah they're playing dominoes at a funeral they're playing dominoes and they're doing it like in the kitchen whereas like i have been to places where the old dudes or even women will be playing dominoes and spades in the kitchen while the kids would be somewhere else so to me it was like i got this movie a lot and i got it because it's something i think bray you bring up a lot yeah her son is kind of like at first lame because he's not as hood as everyone else, even though he's still from the hood. And for me, I related to that kid because I was from the hood, but I liked comics and Batman and shit. And I wasn't, I'd be on the, I, like I, my mom would let me go outside, but I didn't get to like, people would, people would just hang out on the block and sit on cars, not their car, but they'd be just sitting on the trunk of someone's car, just having right. a conversation. And my mom would be the mom screaming at me, get your ass off that car. Or don't you, t-. she might not curse. She's like, Get off that car. Don't touch that car. So I was the kid with the whatever. Right. So I related to that kid so much trying to get the acceptance of the hood kids. Because like right. we all were from the hood, but you weren't as hood as them. Right. But there were no white people around to be like, oh, I'm not with y'all. So it was just like, where do you go? So right. when I watch it, even watching it now again. <laughs> Dave Chappelle actually talks about this recent stand-up. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And it's like, to me, it's like, it's such a, it's such a weird situation to be in. And even watching it now, it's like, I saw the movie differently, but as an adult, it's like when they actually talk about the kids and they make sure that um, Tamika gives him a speech on like who these kids are. Yeah. It's not their fault this is happening to them. Because a lot of time when you think about kids in the projects, I, best example, I think about the opioid epidemic and I think about the crack epidemic. How America and everyone else are handling like these white kids in their situation right. and how people handle, I grew up in the crack epidemic in D.C., how people handled like us. It wasn't the same, man. Right. People looked at us weird. If I wore a hood, like I used to have- And a, not just the crackheads. Not No, not just the crackheads. I'm talking about just the kids. Yeah. The way people just spoke to us, like, I mean, I, I remember I had a gray hoodie that had 
purple on it. It was very 90s. It was very bright, but it wasn't hood colors. Right. I remember walking into um, a Kmart and a woman in the Kmart, um, my mom let me go to the toy section and a lady in the Kmart being like, where's your chaperone? What are you doing? Because I was looking at, the, I mean, of course I was looking at Batman and Power Ranger toys. And I remember her making a big deal of it and I remember her not leaving. She actively did not leave. Right. Didn't even try to hide the fact that she was, she was she doing was something it. else. Just didn't do it. And when they approached this kid, the moment he walked into um, Funland, I was like, I know this feeling. Like, yeah, you may look a certain way, but y'all judging me before I even do shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. This movie is very silly, so I know we're going to get to the silliness of it. But even watching it now, it just brought back of how you we related treat. to it. Yeah, it's like how we, it, we still treat kids like this. Like, I, what, know, and what did you think of it when you were a kid, though? The thing is, I don't this. remember. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a kid, I remember liking it yeah. and being like, oh, this is a dope movie. But I knew it was a hood. I knew it was black. I knew everyone didn't like this movie. And I, I was very... I knew where I watched it. Yeah. I was in the hood when I watched it and I knew it was for people like us. I right. knew that. Um, and I knew Robert Harris because of um, House Party. And to me, even nowadays, I think about, I was on the train recently and I'm going to wrap up shortly, but there were like these bunch of white kids and I got off the train and these white kids, two white dudes, young white boys, just ran past me, running their asses off. And at no point did I think, the fuck they running from? But yesterday, I was in the city and these two young black dudes were running, just like running. And I was like, oh shit. And like you saw everyone look up, like, what just happened? Right. What did they basically what did they, what did do? they do? And it's like, wow, we <laughs> still do that shit. Yeah, of course. So I related to this this animated movie. Yeah. <laughs> in a way that's very Maybe weird. Kids. Uh but yeah, that's why yeah. I, I liked it. So. It's funny, like I my initial thoughts were at first I was getting annoyed and upset. Because I thought this movie was for kids. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like, wait, I was like, what rating is this movie? And then I looked <laughs> it up and I saw it was PG-13. I was like, oh, okay, like maybe this wasn't exactly like targeted for children. Mm-hmm. Though it does have like some animated like things happen. Like some some of the humor feels like kids humor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some is straight adult. And then, and then the, <laughs> but the content is like a lot of the content is very adult. Mm-hmm. And the movie starts with him like, you know, drinking at a bar, like getting drunk and like, you know, at a funeral home, all these old men, they're Smoking like <laughs> clearly like sexually harassing this woman. Yep. Yep. And like, it's just like, I was like, what is, I was like, come on. But the more I watch it, and especially the moment when he goes back to the kids where they live and, you know, their mom's not, baby's not home. Their mom's not home. They got no food. They're like sat, like their place is a mess. Like, you know, it's just like completely run down and stuff. And like, and like where they live in the projects, like, like the building they live in is all messed up. Yeah. And there's like people st- stealing, stealing and all this stuff. And you're just like, this place isn't safe. Like, you know, it sucks. Like, it sucks that they. this is how they're going up. And then you're like, it completely humanizes them. It was such a great moment in the movie. You know, I was already somewhat enjoying it before that scene even happened. But, like, that mo- that part of the movie specifically made me go, man, this movie is pretty great. Like, it's really... It's touching on things that... I Like, it's like... It was like this fun, rambunctious, like you see rowdy, like 
kids being bad. And I realized this too. I was like, why am I so upset that they're portraying these black kids as like, you know, why am I, why is the word hooligan coming up? Oh, uh, yeah. Or thug, like little thugs or hooligans. Why are those words coming up when I'm watching them run amok around this? I'm, I was like, I was like, this hap- white kids do this all the time. All the time. Dennis the Menace, Home Alone, like, the, they're bad kids. They're bad kids. They're legit Le- bad like, kids. It's like oh, so many, so many of children's movies are just like little white kids like messing with adults and like doing bad things and like. But then at the end of the day, like the little rascals, like it's like mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I'm not looking at those kids going like those hooligans, those like freaking thugs. Like I'm like, haha, kids. Well, I think I think you know what big, I, mean? I think there's a big difference. And just to jump in, I'm gonna let you finish. It's like I don't think, especially in America, we view black kids as kids, right? Which is why, for instance, like there's so many cases where kids, legit kids, are being tried as adults right. because they just don't view. Like we don't get the. It's interesting because how you say that is like. I feel like we don't have a chance to have fun and just figure out shit. Like think about think about one of the the movie, um, a Christmas story, which people consider one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. All he ever wants is a BB gun. Right. That little white boy wants a BB gun. If a black kid touches a BB gun, and we know this as fact, he will be killed. Mm-hmm. We know it. If he if he goes in the store, holds it. We've seen it. If we see him hold, if we see him We've at a bus it. stop. We've seen multiple I've seen videos. Footage of it. Multiple footage. Child. A child. But I'm pretty sure if it was a white kid with that BB gun, same one. You would understand it was well, a nobody would have even stuff. called the cops in the first place. Oh, I'm scared. This kid has a gun. And I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, guy. I just want no, to like, you're right. Just no, you're right. Kids. But I was like, I literally like even there's a moment in the movie too, where I think the kids are actually portrayed as a little bit like you feel because of the way they're talking and they're rapping and like yes, of course, like they're a little bit more mature than they would be because it's animated film. But yeah. that happens in most animated films or most movies. You have kids like acting really mature even yeah. when they're not you know what i mean like uh and they're kind of being a little more mature and and then all these other kids come and they're all different races but like you know they're white kids too and like when the other kids come there's like an innocent like a pure kind of innocence about them and they're like following baby's kids like baby's kids becomes their leader and they're yeah. like oh these kids are awesome and they're like but when they were doing it i was like I literally, I still was, I was like, as I was watching the movie, I'm like, I'm seeing these children. They're all doing the same thing. And I'm seeing Bebe's kids differently than I'm seeing all these other kids because of my own conditioning of growing up. But also, even in the movie, how other people have been treating Bebe's kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, it's a lot. So, it's funny. Like, there, there are times in the movie where I wanted to be mad. And then there are times where I was like, but why am I? I was like... But no, this is real. Like the, it's like this the is kids. real life. Oh man, yeah. This this movie is actually much deeper, it, right? It's super deep. It's super deep. <laughs> anyway, that's a lot. I said a lot, James. <laughs> so that was yeah. I think that that is the biggest uh, thing that I took away from watching it now as an adult and as a uh, film critic. But like, oh, this movie has so many levels to it so many layers so i'll start i'll start with as a kid first oh uh, first of all i didn't i didn't see it when i was really small i probably didn't see it uh all the way through for the first time uh 
until a few years ago, all the way through. But as a little, little kid, like, I remember everybody, everybody in the neighborhood would always be like, oh, what's that funky smell? And then insert whoever it is. Is that you? Um, uh, And like, um, uh, being called a baby's kid, like, was like a, was like an insult. Um, uh, you didn't want to be one of Bebe's kids. Um, uh, but then it was, and it felt, I remember it feeling like, uh, as a kid, I remember it feeling like it was a cartoon, but it felt like it was like, oh no, but that's a grown up cartoon. Um, I, I remember feeling that. So that, yeah, oh, and, and it was, then, yeah, it was. And then sure. watching it and then watching it as a, as a kid, I remember it really standing out. Um, that, uh, the one, the, the, uh, what's the, the main kid's name? The one that's not baby's kids. Oh, the son. I don't even remember the son's name. Yeah. So the son, I just remember the son grabbing his crotch and that being like taboo. I remember that standing out as being, so that's, so that's, those are all my kid memories. Uh, as an adult though, everything that you guys are saying, like all of that stuff resonated very uh, strongly for me and, and and realizing like how many layers this movie actually has. Like, I think that it's really great and I had a really great time watching it and I'll talk about specific stuff as we go through it. I just want to say something about just the names of these kids. Oh my God. Like the names of these kids are so like Leon for sure, but uh uh LaShawn, LaShawn. Pee Wee. Oh yeah. And I can't even pronounce the other one. Cahill? I I can't even pronounce the other kid's name. Cahill, yeah. Leon is the son. Yeah. And this is my right. and then uh, yeah. No, I the thing is about this, about this uh, I just want to talk about something now we're done initial thoughts is that uh this movie was to me in the best sense of the phrase, a black film. It was like, this movie was targeted targeted to people who don't get to see what represents them on screen or in cartoons. I mean, we sat here at the Code Open and tried to think of other movies that are predominantly black cast that are animated. I mean, I, I mean, how hard was that? But this movie right here was made, it was like FUBU. It was made for us, it was by us, and it was like, you know what? It was cool that someone tried it. Yeah. You know, it was cool that someone tried it. Like, I don't know how the promotion was for it or like how many theaters it was in when we were younger, but it was cool that this movie existed and the fact that, and the fact that, for instance, Robin Harris at that time, because of uh, Deaf Comedy Jam and because of, uh, what was it? House Party. Apparently, he was hot. Like, apparently, he was hot. He was really hot. They actually, apparently, this movie was supposed to, was actually going to be a, yeah, live action, a live action. It should have been. It was gonna. Say. It was gonna be a live action movie, but because he passed away, you know, they were like, "Well, we can't do it, obviously." But they, but um, you know, the producer who was his friend, like, wanted to keep doing it, and so they decided to turn it into an animated film, uh. so they could still do it. And I think they wrote it with it because they wanted to honor his bit, so like, you know, pretty faithfully. Mm. I think they wrote it in mind, just thinking that it was for adults, and they like. Then it was asked for them to tone it down. Uh, so like it could have been actually even like more explicit and then it was toned down, but it wasn't toned down enough to be a family movie. You know, it was still PG 13 and you know, you gotta, you gotta realize this is the time like Simpsons are out and like there are so, especially like, you know, the religious right and like mm. the, like the MPAA, like just like all those like parents, like, this was still like a, a little bit more conservative time in America. So 
nobody liked the like people like didn't like the simpsons they were like trying to protest it because it was a cartoon that was like you know where the bart was being disrespectful and cursing and and choked by his dad i remember and like and they were like kids are gonna watch this because it's a cartoon but it's not for that it's not for kids and the same thing with Bebe's kids. They were like, this movie's terrible. It's a terrible example. Because, you know, he's drinking alcohol. And, yeah, yeah. you know, they're hitting on women. And they're like, you know, there's like sexual innuendo. And and also the kids are... <laughs> bad as hell. You know, they're bad. And like, you know. Um, that was interesting. Yeah. It kind of... And I didn't realize why I was starting... Why they were showing the clips of his stand-up in the beginning, I was like, this is weird. And then and then I realized, oh, it's because he passed away and they were kind of honoring him. Yeah, like, which I thought was so cool and interesting yeah. because it's so funny. You said that, it would, I think this would have been a real good... It, even as we talk about it, I'm like, man, you could make this now. It would be fire. Like, if yeah. you made it, and like, if you made the kids like real crazy, real raunchy, like, this could be such a funny movie. Um, but it's cool because to me, it, it did honor him because they kept his best. I love the fact that this animated movie opened... Out of feel, like, bruh, I, the amount well, of times, first it's like, first it's him uh, at, he it it opens with him in the bar. Oh, that's right, the bar. Just getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, he cute, and with the blind bartender, which yes. I thought was funny, like a Mr. Magoo bartender, he was just that. like, hey, hey, man, what's going on, buddy? You you, you know, you got to tell me whatever. I remember that. I just, like, I, oh, man. I just love seeing him yeah, at that table, dude. Yeah. That table, that folding table the in the kitchen. <laughs> Like it's so funny. I just bought. I was my, one of my one of my boys back home just got a house, and he didn't have like he just moved in, didn't have a lot of stuff. I was like, "Yo, let's go to Kmart." I was like, "I got you." Went to Kmart, bought a folding like legit, almost the same one you see in that cartoon. I got the little square folding table and some folding chairs, baby. It's like, "Yo, this is we gonna do all our business right here at this table." And it's like you don't you don't get to see that, man. Yeah. And like not even not even just outside of a comedy, but to me, it's like when you have. There's been movies that we have reviewed, some we haven't, that we've talked about how it represents people in the hood. Um, one which we didn't do. And it's like, uh, this movie shows you those people. And it even has one of the characters cast judgment upon them. But you see it change. And you see, like, to me, it's, to me it's so dope to see somebody coming in and thinking, oh, these kids ain't shit. They're just hoodlums. Like, they're running around. They have no manners. They don't know what to do, but then learn more about them. And we're doing that in a cartoon. Right. Like, when have we done that in live action? Without some white person going to the hood and trying to save the kids. You know? I like that the kids were somewhat the focal point, too. They became the focal point of the movie. Um, And they have, like, this whole adventure. And I was kind of trying to think about, you know... One of the things that like it didn't bother me, but there were, it it didn't bother me because of what this film was. But I was like, oh man, it would be cool though to see a bunch of black kids do what like white kids get to do in a bunch of these family kind of kids movies, which is they they're like rambunctious and they're funny and they're like causing mayhem, but then at the end of the day, they're like saving they're like saving something, right? Like in Home Alone, like. Macaulay Culkin is like at the end of like he's like a he's a menace you know to his family yeah. or whatever but at the end of the day he like saves his home from getting you mm. know robbed or yeah, like yeah. you know like the same with like all those other movies like, they're always like even like the blank check movie 
Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's like he's like he's running amok with all this money, but then at the end of the day, he's like gonna say like he, there's always Richie like, Richie saves the day too. Richie yeah. Richie saves the day. Like it's just like you know the kids like save the day. Like it's yeah. like a fun thing. Yeah. And like in this movie, like they 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 like I guess in a way they save the day for like all the other kids. They like free them from like this boring ride that they're all on. But like there's not like I don't know. It's not. It's I don't, it didn't feel the same. It, in yeah. a way like I, I, totally I there was like one of those I was like oh man it would be cool if like they you they find did out. something great like yeah something like I don't heroic. know heroic if they did yeah. something like outside of themselves but I like mean, their main their big thing at the end was just to cause the most mayhem and yeah. like blow up the, the world <laughs> though uh, they kept dropping these lines of like I really liked like the subtle and not so subtle jabs at theme parks Oh, where they yeah. just like, oh, you're just gonna take, you're taking all my money, and like, then they have all these rules, and oh, like, I love that. Was all that was so good. I loved all that. All of that was so good. I, 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 I guess we just talk about beats, I guess. Yeah. Since we're in the first, I liked how um, Robin and what's her name? It's, it's not Tamika, is it? It's with Tamika. Jamika. Jamika. How they meet because I, Robin is, oh, Robin, right. Robin is, he's the, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting because, I don't know, I've been around women from around the way, or as I, I would normally say around the way, and like there's, there's a there's a, a beautiful vulnerability, but also such a toughness, and it's so intertwined that it's crazy. So the moment that they're at the table, she walks through, because uh, you know, because you know, women know, like I'm about to, you're a beautiful woman, you're about to walk past a bunch of dudes. I feel like you're already gearing up to like. Like your 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 guards are already up because you're walking right. past dudes and we all know men ain't shit. Um, but when that guy makes that comment, they still gave her the moment of that quick turnaround, the stank face, like, better stop playing with me. And to me, like that felt very authentic to the women that I know. Right. Like that feels yeah. very authentic like, to yeah. That look had so much subtext. Like at a funeral, at a funeral, like she, yeah. she was saying all of those lines, even though she didn't say those lines. You know, <laughs> but it, but it feel, but that feels real. That feels like if I was to approach somebody like here in the streets, or if someone like again, my family's mostly women, and they're all from DC. That's how they, that's how they would treat you. It's like, who are you talking to? Right. And I like that even when he finally chased after her, like, you know, she was flirty. Still wasn't a complete pushover at first. And even when she got in the car, there's a moment where she slams on the brakes. And she's like, what, the, what is all this you talking? Because he's like, why are you giving me a ride? You don't even know if I'm uh, some murderer or something. And then she jams on the brakes like, are you like. <laughs> you trying to tell me something? Yeah, you did. Like legit. And I'd love that that moment happened because you don't get those type of acknowledged moments in movies. Right. Like you don't. Like we we, we read so many movies where we talk about like uh, if it is about the black man, for instance. The woman has no urgency. Like she, she doesn't. Right. She doesn't defend herself. And in those two scenes alone, to me, it's one her giving a, a nonverbal acknowledgement of like, "Hey, you better stop playing those games." And then two, even though you know she may have did it as a joke or whatever, but it's still saying, "Hey, let me talk on that crazy shit in my car." <laughs> it's like right. you know, and I, I'm very fascinated how they played her because I, 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 I was shocked to see her be presented in a way that was honestly with more care and concern than I've seen live action movies give black women. Right. Uh, so I, I, I like that a lot. And the only thing I didn't like, like, man, you about to just show up on no date. First, it was two things she did that I think was 
that I think was going to happen. One, you can just let some random man you just met play with your kid immediately. Like, ain't, ain't, ain't nobody doing that. Most single moms that I know, they don't hide their kids, but they never bring their kids around the person because they don't want their kids getting attached or having to explain who this, who this guy is. You don't know if this guy's going to be around. Like, once this guy is in your life, he is now in your kid's life. We ain't just doing that. I get it as a cartoon, but I was like, y'all had me till she did that bullshit because I'm like, all right, lady. I mean, it's based on uh, Robin Harris's true account. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, completely. And I also laughed at the fact that on the date, she just bought three random kids and $20. I mean, that was hilarious. And that's, 20, maybe they gave that's, $20. That's one of the, that's like the pitch line of the movie. Yeah. Is this like who are these kids? <laughs> and baby's kids, like who baby? Baby, like, <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. That's baby's kids. They're like, wait, who? Are don't you? worry. She gave twenty dollars to go to Disney World. <laughs> Yo, twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. She goes there. It's like two hundred dollars. Bruh, I love that he was like one, <laughs> two. <laughs> don't don't act like you don't want it. Don't act like you don't want it. Yeah, don't act like you don't want it. Take, go ahead, take it. all the rules. Then the coupons. Yo, one of the, the rules card. was one of the rules was no introspective thinking. <laughs> yes, I wrote that down. That was so funny. And then the one right after it too is also very funny. I didn't write it. I didn't write that one down because I was still laughing at no introspective thoughts. But it's like <laughs> you're like not allowed to. You're not allowed to go to the to the park and be and exist. Uh, real you know you're not allowed yeah. to <laughs> don't what? have a real moment at this part one of them was like you can't like you can't be mad at the manufactured fun everyone yes yes that line i remember <laughs> there was just yo it was that oh line my is, god that line amazing. is so good is because francis like that line to me relates because again like everybody like people know like i got off of instagram and it's solely because of that it's literally because it feels so fake and forced. I'm like, this this ain't real. This ain't real. And then the fact like that line in 1992 is don't be mad at the manufactured fun that people are having. It's like, <laughs> come on, dude. In a kid's movie, theoretically a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. There was so much. I mean, the kids are crazy. The kid. Yeah. There, there was a kid. So there's so I, I, I bring him up. I bring him up all the time. I never say his name because he may listen to the podcast. There's a kid I grew up with who always had my back, but definitely like this was the kid. My mom probably didn't want me hanging around. His yeah. mom knew it because he, he was bad. Like he was, he was bad as shit. Right. Like again, I haven't seen him. That he was in jail. I looked him up and like he was in jail. Right. So, you know, and I remember him being like the kid with the hoodie and he was, he, I guess he was quote unquote bad, but it was the thing of like, I remember him in particular because there wasn't like a dad figure. But also, because he did like one thing wrong once, and I remember that he did one thing wrong once, mm-hmm. he was always labeled as bad. Wow. Like, I, I remember it. He, and it wasn't that, he may have actually did something that helped someone else out, but he ended up getting in trouble for it. Yeah. And became like the bad kid. And I remember watching him transition into the bad kid, which to me, I always think about Frankenstein. And like, if you read the actual book, um, Frankenstein's Monster, the whole point of him was that. He was innocent. He was a very kind person until society put whatever they... Well, they were scared of him. They were scared and they called the monster. They, they, they said mean things to yeah. him. They did these things which made him react a certain way. And I think about underprivileged people, like whether they're black, whether they're like Latino, and you grow up in a world where people just shit on you so much. And it's like... Yeah, they you, tell you you're terrible. Until you, you're bad. You react differently. You react... It's, 
Yes, you start to believe it. I mean, like, if not consciously, subconsciously, there's a part of you that's like, oh, I guess I'm not. I guess it's how it is. Yeah. I guess is is what people expect. And and if you don't know anything different because everyone around you is acting that way, it's like, how do you know to act differently? And I was so happy that they had this kid, the kid Leon in the movie, because even though he was different, they never called him white, which I think like the movie was right. kind of horny, but they never did it. Yeah. Because he still was from the hood, but they never called him white. Right, I like that. And I thought that was very interesting. I actually thought about you because you bring that up, uh, like when yeah. you grew up, and it's just a weird way to di- to divide black people again. Yeah, yeah, divide black people against each other too. I know it's a weird. It's the oh man. I also wanted to talk. That that was great. What you just said, but I also remembered very like almost like cavalierly they like had a scene where he gets pulled over by the cops yes he gets pulled over by the cop and he just so good he just walks out of the car and immediately puts his (laughs) hands on the hood and the cop passed him down and the cop passed him down down. he's like you got any dope in there like (laughs) and then he goes to the woman and then she like and again he basically tries to hit on um jamika and she's like don't even and goes to the kids instantly instantly goes to those kids and Crown. And this is a night. Yo, I know we say this a lot on this podcast. And again, I will never just demonize all cops. But this is fucking 1992, yo. Like, people keep acting like this thing with cops just happened two, three years ago right. with Trayvon. I'm like, this is 92. And in 92, it was old. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. 92, people were tired of it. Like, this isn't an an- Think about how bad that situation had to be for an animated movie to put that little nugget in it. Actually, yeah, I mean, and then the the scene right after this, the second they get to the park, the park security just walks up to Cahill and they're like, "Look, we got trouble. Look at this trouble we got over here." He's, and he's drinking not from the doing water fountain. He anything. He just, and goes it, to get water. He legit says, "I'm it, drinking." <laughs> no, yeah, but that moment happened. Like, so when I grew up in DC, we had a place called Adventure World, which ended up being brought out by Six Flags. So it ended up becoming like Six Flags of America. I, mean, I don't know what it was. Six Flags something. But in this scene is like when the park ended, you know, was it even at night? I don't even think it was nighttime yet. Maybe it was a Sunday and it just closed early. So like, you know, young people, like we all went to high school, everyone would kind of just chill outside the gates for a little bit. Yeah. Depending on whether somebody drove, we went for parents to, um, you know, pick you up. But in DC, like go-go music was very big. So it was like very heavy percussion. Like if you... Like you could technically make like a drum beat on your like with your hands if you just had a trash can right. and like people would start dancing and partying. I never get it. So as this group is forming, no one has done anything yet. Like there's no fight, no no loudness, nothing. Like one dude just starts banging on the drums and then people come over and I remember you see the security slowly start like creeping around and then now people are like partying I'm like hey like people are rapping and shit and this. Security guards just started pepper spraying the crowd. What? Pepper spraying. These are kids, bro. These are like, why? We all, we all were, because we were conjugating. And like, mind you, I, and again, mind you, it is outside the park a little bit. So people are, people are legit waiting for parents. Like, it's not even that. It's, it wasn't even like we're there 30 minutes after the park. First time I've ever been pepper sprayed. People just, they just pepper sprayed the whole crew. Oh my there's, God. there's women, they're girls. In this thing, what did they even say? Did they give warnings? What is the thing? I'm not sure because people were partying. Like, right. so people were like, you, "Hey!" You hear it. So, like, if they did, no one heard it. Right. But they never 
came into the group. Right. So it was just like when they pulled this kid up, they hovered behind him for a little bit and then like just grabbed him up. In real life, they hover behind us and just pepper sprayed everybody. Wow. Right? Like, and even if someone doesn't pepper spray you in the eye, you still choke. You know, you got a bunch of kids, high school kids, Holy just choking. Crap. And I'm just thinking, oh, again, this movie came out in 1992. That happened to me when I was in high school in the early t- 2000s. And it's the same shit. Yep. Uh, God, that was crazy. How do how do we how, how does the world not <laughs> learn from mistakes of the world? Uh, anyway, what uh, what, what I did. Oh wait, we got. We had to talk about the rapping, though. Oh, the rapping? Yeah, because there, there were like five rap songs. This. There, there were there were a lot of raps. I was like, and I, I did not remember the raps. I didn't remember that My part. biggest issue with it is I did remember the raps. My biggest issue with it, though, was that the first one is so bad. It's with Robin like, Harris, the right? first one. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's Bebe's Kids. Who is it? It's Bebe's Kids. <laughs> what? We got... Baby's oh, you mean the, oh, you mean the theme, the theme song? With, <laughs> this is now more. This is now more 1982 than the actual movie was. That's what it felt like. No, it, it just did. felt very like, you know, it just that first one I didn't like. But then the other, as I feel like they get better as as you go through the movie. I, I the thing is, I wasn't the biggest fan. But now that I'm thinking about it, the Donna Johns brought it up. The last two that I remember both had messages in them. Yes, that's true. The they last both, one I really liked. I yeah, think. the Freedom one. Yeah. They definitely had like a message. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I get, and I can't remember the earlier ones, but the last two, I'm like, oh, they were sick. This movie was saying something. It was trying to say stuff. The movie was saying, saying something. Yeah. It was trying to. And yeah. I mean, that last thing, the last one literally is this kid talking about don't judge a book by its cover. Right. I mean, that's the whole setup. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because if you think about even how they, even how they, how they set that up? They set it up is they put that kid on trial. <laughs> his, his defense lawyer is Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln, who is telling Ro- you robots. Robot, a robot robots put him on trial. Oh, robot! Robots put him on trial. I know. I loved how they had artificial intelligence in this movie that were so woke yeah. that not woke. Uh, sorry, not woke in our sentient. context. Yeah, but, so sentient yeah. that they they like took baby's kids and they were like, "You killed." One of us, we we condemn you to death. They're gonna ki- they were going to electrocute him. Yeah, he they're going to kill him. They had him in water at one point. In water, Lincoln with with the head thing with on. the head thing on, hooked up, and the other robot had an electric circuit that like kept buzzing. He was gonna I mean, he was yeah, gonna electrocute. Main robot was the Terminator. It was the that, Terminator that first yeah. robot. But what's so interesting? They were going to electrocute a kid. I mean, think about what that like. They weren't even being subtle. They were like. Yeah, in our country, we kill black boys. We put them on trial as men and kill them. They put him on trial for doing the same shit that the other kids do. Like, I'm saying not the other kids, but like the playing around. This movie as a kid, the only thing that stood out to me in this sequence was that he grabbed his crotch. Watching it as an adult, I was like, my my mouth was agape. I could the (laughs) whole scene because there's just so it's just like message, message. Message, message, but it's crazy. But no, but that's so it's so interesting. It's like yeah, like John, I didn't even think about that. It's like yeah, this kid was about to be killed for basically playing around and fucking something up right. at a part. But like, he's about to be like Trayvon Martin was murdered for. Technically, what? we still don't know. Yeah, because he looks suspicious, is, like, the and they movie, were just people the, try to justify it because he like took a bag of Skittles. But at the end of the day, the, aren't they? Didn't he pay for it? Yeah, I, I was just 
it's just him. They just look. Susp- I mean, they keep they they will go back and they'll be like they justify it with like he did this bad thing and you're like, okay, and that deserves that's deserving of murder. Yeah, like what? Do like we even what are you trying to say? Like what do we like? This kid deserves to die because he he like broke a a freaking animatronic robot. Yo, can I tell you something that's making me mad now? <laughs> the fact that we're having this conversation is honestly. I had the last couple of episodes, probably one of the deepest conversations we had about like children and just being honestly like black, black in America right. from a 1992 kids movie. Yeah. I'm thinking about the movies we see now, like the movie that I thought we were going to have this kind of conversation was with Mudbound. We didn't. Right. Because the black people in that movie weren't given the decency to have a human base level. Like they just weren't. This movie about, this movie used a, a, a robotic Abraham Lincoln and a fake RoboCop to discuss and a robotic uh, Richard Nixon, yeah, Richard Nixon and a robotic bear, <laughs> to discuss how we judge black kids, right? And it it's just fascinating to me that these movies nowadays, where there are black people, we still don't. It's either about us being beaten down, mm-hmm. like whether it's a slave movie, it's either about us like having to be saved by somebody, it's either about someone having to come to the hood to save us again, but we still never get to the fact that we're humans. Into, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like this movie did it in a way that was entertaining and fun, and it was deep. But like, it wasn't the crux of the movie. Yes, the crux of the movie is just ki- like a bunch of bad like, kids. This, bad yeah. kids go to run amok at a theme park. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and what I, I I really respect that the movie like the movie doesn't even though they don't do it in a like in a way that feels forced right Mm -hmm. they still do it in a very direct way you know it's very much like we're not going to shy away from this message they do even call out that they're having fun in the same way that the white kids are having fun but like for whatever reason they're baby's kids right you know in the in the derogatory sense and then also but i love that it's not just like it goes back to what you were saying earlier jara but it's not just like how white people view black people but then also they have the, they, they allow us to have the moment where Robin Harris goes to the apartment so it's like it's also black people viewing other black people you know it's like it, it, it's, it's, it's how everyone judges right exactly because yeah. you go yeah, and like I think it's awesome and, yeah. and, um, and when he comes back uh, Tamika's like this is what I was trying to tell you you were trying to blame Bebe you were saying oh these kids are so bad because Bebe you know, she runs amok. Like, she's, like, not taking care of her children children and raising them properly. Oh, by the way, how come you're not blaming the the father? And he's like, well, I mean, she had him with that father. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, all of a sudden, it's like, we're putting all the blame on the mom. the mom. Why? It's like, the mom, at least, is trying to raise these kids. And she's probably gone working. You know what I mean? She's working all the time, trying to raise three children on probably like with no money, like she doesn't have enough money to like feed them. You know what I mean? It's like it, you know, and they were trying and people were try- trying to blame baby. I mean, it's that's the thing. Everybody's like, Oh, those are baby's kids. These are the bad kids. And like, mm-hmm. and it's fun. But then the movie also shows you like, but at the end of the day, like society has like turned their backs. Like, yeah, sure. There's, su- there's personal responsibility to be taken with parents, but, to this society that we live in has placed the mom, Bebe, and her children in a, such a dire situation that it, it actually sometimes doesn't even matter how hard they work. 
there's no way they're rising up out of this because everything is stacked against them mm-hmm. in this like really bad way. Like they need help and they don't have the help because guess what? All the other people in their community, a lot of them are in very similar situations. They don't have enough, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, it, you know, man, that moment was so, it was. And it was tough because you notice yeah. when he pulled up to the house, he looks at the house and goes, uh. And he makes a comment, like yeah. basically realizing what's happening. And then when you go inside that house, it's a thing of, man, it's so, could you, the thing is, they don't actually say the ages, but I'm assuming all these kids are under 11 years old. Yeah. Right? I think the whole baby's like three, right? Yeah. Like, so they're all like small. Could you imagine Two, riding sorry. off a person that young? Riding off their entire life. Right. Like we live, I mean, not like we live to what, 80? And you're telling me at eight or nine, I am now worthless to you? Like that's, that's what we do to people. Like That's true. At eight or nine, you're telling me you're- I They legit, lived the 10th of their life and you're like, they're done. They're done. <laughs> they're done. I got into an argument- I probably brought this up, but I'm going to say it again because it's still pissing me off to this day. At one of these career days, we were talking to kids, and this guy said, you know, I, wanted, I used to want to be a writer, but then, you know, life hits you, and you got to buckle down. Now I'm a lawyer. So kids, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I'm like, why the fuck would you say that to elementary school kids? Why would you come into an elementary school and were you supposed to inspire kids and tell them, hey, you might have to buckle down and do what you got to do? And it was a white dude saying that to these, like, black kids. Like, you ain't going to go to the fucking suburbs and tell these kids that they ain't got no fucking hope. Right. Like you, ba- like you, you literally went into a place where yes, some of these kids, like this school, is to get inner city kids, get them into college. Yeah, it's a raffle system. The whole point, kids start going to like going on college views. At, I mean, college visits at fourth grade. It's like whatever. Yeah. So you go into like a second, third grade class and being like, I mean, you may want to be John. You may want to be a doctor, but sometimes, man, you might just have to be, I don't know, a dental assistant. Like, bruh. No offense with dental sense, but it's like, why would you? Why would you shut my life? Like, why would you? Yeah. Why would you try to take my shine away like yeah, that? Already, already. And I'm looking at this movie, and I love the fact that it was Robin who judged those kids as well. Yeah. And Chris Rock has that famous joke, which I have thought about almost my entire life from Bigger and Blacker. Is no, is it Bigger and Blacker, or is it the one where he's at the Kennedy Center? He has basically yeah. one bit where he talks about there's a difference between black people and niggas, and he's like, he brings it up all the time. He tells you the difference. It's bigger than black, even right? Be bring the pain. Right? Oh, bring the or pain. No. You're right. It maybe maybe it's bring the pain. It might, it might be, but but maybe I'm going back too far. Yeah, maybe it's definitely. Oh, and I'm like, I, I think about that a lot because what that means is that we have now lived in a certain world where, with African Americans, my 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 mom was one of them. Uh, we made she made money and then left, and my mom didn't judge anybody. But like in leaving, in my mind, it's like when you leave the hood, it's almost saying I got to get a better life. I got to get out of here. You know, like I've done better now, so I'm not I'm not dealing with this anymore. Which is like the people who don't have. And then to me, instead of doing that, like we don't we don't lift up any people. And it's cool to see that, like, not only do white people judge us, but now because of that judgment, we are now judging each other. And now we got to get past that. Because think about it, like we wouldn't have all these gentrified. To me, we wouldn't have all these gentrified places if the black people who did make the money stayed. I know it sucks, or maybe tried to help fix it. I know it's tough. Like, I don't yeah. know what the, I know yeah. there's no right or wrong, but it's like, I know, for instance, my neighborhood now in DC is not black at all. Yeah. I went back, I drove through it, my boy took me through it, and it was white girls at 9.30 jogging with dogs. <laughs> I have never, I've never forgot the sight of that shit. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, it's super gentrified, and we would never have that if maybe if, I don't know, we stayed and other people stayed, and yeah. we just like, yeah. But this movie touched on that when it didn't have it did. to. And it, t- and it did that with these kids. It also, <laughs> I liked how 
they had that little flirtation between Leon. And, oh yeah, and the daughter and the, and the daughter, uh, the girl, uh, and and like I liked like she kept like hitting him and like messing with him, mm-hmm. and then like you know Jahil was like, oh, she's only doing that because she likes you. She likes you. you. Know? She wants y'all to be together. <laughs> and then they kissed, and it was like they both. Yeah, were like, and then she like at the end, like when he when he's leaving. When she's leaving the car, he's like looking at her, like yeah, they have a little like, and then she like hits him again. Um, I remember those days. Yeah, and then like, and then you know, I will say like the stuff with like Robin and Jamika, like it, it was like just kind of that borderline, like cool, like this is a little bit dated the way like yeah, men and women relate, and like you know, it was it was kind of funny though, his like old ex, like oh know, yeah, trying to like you know there with and then and then her friend kept being like you but know, you know what, what that means though? right <laughs> he still loves love you it's so, but i forgot oh, so many lines that i do i forgot that i learned that came from this movie and even when they have that roast battle or just the moms back and forth like i forgot that Put that came from this. <laughs> yo that when she threw that lotion bottle i was like that is one of the blackest lines ever yo, and i love it yeah but uh no it's great and then you know the, the end is just them and like Vegas. Going to Vegas and fucking it up. Yeah. I mean, can, can I can I talk to Hollywood then? Oh, you want to talk to Hollywood? I mean, it's cool. Okay. I mean, this is my thing about it. It's dear Hollywood. This animated movie came out in 1992 based on a late comics stand-up bit. This movie addresses how African-American children, honestly, from an area that we love to publicize. Like, we love talking about people from the hood. And fetishize. We love, we love it. We love, we love when people say fleek. We love when like little white girls start acting black and appropriate them. Hence how we got that cash me outside girl. We love that shit. But we never try to understand what makes these people tick. And you're telling me we've we've come to a point now where we have more outlets. Thank God the Shy is out because I think the Shy is actually doing a lot of things that um, uh, this movie attempted to do. It's like, yeah, man, we can talk about that. Just because you're from the hood doesn't mean you're nothing. Like it just doesn't. It just does. It doesn't mean you're not smart. It doesn't mean you. This. This is my biggest thing about it, is that it doesn't mean you have to be exceptional. Like every time there's a movie about somebody from the hood who makes it out, it's like they were the one black kid who was like the best painter, the best artist, the one who just saw things differently. Like no man, we got just average ass people too who just live day to day, who just have families, who are just trying to do right by the people around them. And the thing is, this animated movie has done a better job of that than a lot of movies we put out in the last 20 yep. something years. And it's a cartoon movie for kids. And that's a sad, sad thought. Like, and again, I'm gonna bring it up. I think about Lady Bird, you know? Um, I think Lady Bird is a good movie. I, it's very entertaining. I think that mother-daughter relationship is very cool and interesting, but I've seen so many white girl coming of age stories. I've seen so many white coming of age stories. I ain't, I like John. Listen, I've seen, I've seen Richie Rich. I've yep. seen Problem Child. I've seen uh, Dennis the Menace. I've seen these shits, and you're telling me I only got this one movie about like legit. I seen First Kid with a Sinbad with a white kid. Like I've seen these things. Where's the movie with the black kid? I seen Dustin checks in a white kid and a monkey. You know, like I, there's been fucking three to four Home Alones. I mean, McAllister can't be at least light skinned you know what I'm saying? Like we we the Goonies. Like how many how many times? Like how many movies does that have to be before we get a kid movie where like think about 
John, James, think about how dope it would be to have grown up and saw like, I don't know, a group of three boys just doing some silly shit. You know, like that were that look like you. You know, like I, I we don't get that shit. Like we we have the closest we have gotten right now, I'm assuming, is this goddamn cartoon movie. Which a lot of people haven't even seen. Half our audience right now is like, what is Baby's Kids? Right. How do I find I this? I didn't know about it. I didn't say Like, I never saw it. what is this thing? And the fact that we have gotten to a point where now we're begging for scrap, like as John likes to say, we thirsty for shit. Mm-hmm. Thirsty. I, I want my little cousins to grow up and see like them do some shit. Like I want yeah. that. I mean, we had Black Annie, but now people are calling it Black Annie. So disrespectful. It's so rude. Be better, Hollywood. And the thing is, it's just with all this stuff happening in Hollywood. I still feel like no one's giving no one's giving people of color the full force of a push that they could. I do things are better. I do think things are getting better. I get it. I see the baby steps, but I'm also like, you could change this quick, man. Not quick, but like next year, for instance, it takes for three years for a movie to get green light, production coming out. I be checking some of the famous actors of color. They ain't got that much crazy shit. I know. Like, I know. It's crazy. But anyway. All right. Well, it's time for the... Co- oh, wait. James, you want to do something? Yeah. Uh, well, you guys, so this is really crazy because this movie came out in 92, right? Yep. yep. But as I was watching it, you know, because there's like a part where like um, they're at the ticket booth and they get tickets thrown at them. And then like at the end, there's like robots that like try to get them. And then uh, Gerard already made an allusion to Frankenstein. Right. Yeah. Where are you going with this? This this movie is a prequel to the Hancock Cinematic Universe. Okay. How? Because the tickets, because they threw the tickets at him. Right. Remember, the only thing that John Hancock had in his pocket was a movie ticket. Okay. I I legit I forgot that. Do not remember. Remember correctly. If I remember correctly, it's a movie ticket to Frankenstein. Is that right? And then those robots at the end <laughs> are clearly right. the Hancock Ultron. It's the Hancock Ultron in the Hancock Justice League. This is amazing. When this was, th- th- we are now, what we're like 10 movies deep I thought this was a Marvel movie. saga. I feel like Hancock what? then went from being a Marvel it movie is, to a DC it's, it's movie. A combo of the two. To like, what? What is the? What do you mean? This is that's what they do. They do that's what comic book movies do. It's like a, they, they have like ten movies, and then they have like different things about them, and then they cross John, over. John, John, can you um? Then they do one with all of them together. John, can you uh? Can you um? All right. You know what I'm saying? Okay, John, for all John. the people who hit the 15 seconds skip forward, <laughs> uh, time for wow. the cause. <laughs> We rate and review films not based wow. on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. Um, if we think the film fully helped the cause, we'll give it a black fist. If we think it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think it didn't help the cause at all, we don't we don't give it anything. All right? So, on the count of three, we're going to lift up our ratings. You guys ready? Kind of. All right. I think I know. Kind of. I'm going to reverse it. Three, two, one. We gave it two black fists. What'd you do, James? I put up both my fists and my feet. All right. All right. That's, that's, we don't have that. Everything's up. All right. Three black fists. You want uh, go? You want go, anybody want to go yeah, first? Yeah. Do you want to go first, James? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, just everything we've been talking about. I, I would just, we would just have to reiterate the whole podcast in order to say it. But like, it's so smart. It's so funny. First, all black cast animated film. Like, what? Black uh, director and writer. Uh, Reginald Hudlin has always been doing his his thing, uh, and really appreciative of a lot of his work. Um, so like, you know what I'm saying? Let's like, like, like all the, the voice talent, Marcus Houston, Marcus Houston, Batman, immature IMX. Oh, okay. Marcus Houston. I, I love what you called him. Just, I forgot. I forgot his music name was Batman. I'm saying sister, sister. Okay. It just, every, just <laughs> every, Roger, the, the move that the, 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 the Roger, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, face on love, just everybody, just the voice, the, the, the voice talent is, is dope. And, and just, you know, and the messages, they just keep dropping jewels on you. And, and it's a kind of movie that definitely stuck with me from when I was a kid till now. And for, it's a gift that keeps on giving, uh, you know, giving it a later watch. So definitely, I think there needs to be more and more and more and more and more movies like this. Yeah, I uh, oh, I gave it a fist. I actually didn't bring this up, but the animation of this movie I really liked, mm. and I thought it looked familiar. And then I looked it up. The guy who, oh shoot, I should look up his name, but the guy who did this animation, he created uh, the Proud Family. What? Which everybody knows yeah. is one of the biggest, you know, deal. Uh, he wasn't. Wait, was he the creator? Or he was? What? He worked on. He worked on the Proud Family, I know. I uh, thought about Proud Family while watching this, so that's great to know. And then maybe not the creator, but he definitely worked on it. He also worked on Space Jam, some of the animation in Space uh, Jam. He also worked on the animation in The Princess and the Frog. So like, you know, just him as an ant and he directed the Proud Family mov- movie, like their like TV movie that they made. Um so you know, he has a legacy of animation, which, you know, which is great. And like some of the, it seems like he was involved with all of the black animation that there is. Wow. But, you know, that's awesome. Um, and obviously like Faze on Love, like such a great actor. He's been in a bunch of things and maybe this movie doesn't have the legacy afterwards, but it's such a great movie in and of itself that I was like, you got to give this movie a black fist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I give it a black fist. Honestly, when I suggested this movie, it just first thing came to my mind. And honestly, I did not know if it was going to be good or not. Did not know we were going to like it or we were going to just butcher this movie yeah. the whole time. But after watching it, I just think, honestly, I know it didn't make any money, but I think whoever does watch it, you will feel good while seeing it. And I feel like it's so deep and it just makes me want more things like this. And honestly, it's thinking of, it made me think right now as an adult how to make a kids movie. Yeah. Like I, like I feel like like I always like people always like we always talk about it. If we can make a movie, what kind of movie would it be? In my mind, like there's always two genres. Like everyone would expect us to do a comedy, which no matter what it'd be a comedic. But I'm like, what would happen if we ever did like an action movie or a kids? Like not kid right. kid, but like Yeah, something that everyone could see. Something like Jumanji. A you family know? movie. A family movie. And I like it makes me want to make one of those. I really, really want to make one of those something where like the adults can laugh, the kids can laugh, and the kids can feel good about who they are. Um, so yeah, that's why I gave it that. Yeah. So three black fists, uh, baby's kids, guys. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, if you uh, want to follow us on 
Instagram and Twitter, our handle is at blackmenpodcast. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. Uh, you can follow me personally at John Braylock, J-O-N-B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K. Uh, reminder that Astronomy Club has a show on February 12th at UCB East Village in New York City, 9 p.m., February 12th. Come on out to see that. And that's about it. Yep. You can follow me at Draw Milligan on Twitter. I don't have anything else. But, oh, again, if you're in the New York area, February 5th through the 15th, go on MTV's website or Google Wild and Out. I'll be working there trying to pay rent. Um, come through, watch one of the shows. We have really good guests. The comedians on there are dope. Um, yeah, check it out. James? You can follow me at James Third Comedy, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Third is spelled three R-D. If you're in L.A., the week that this comes out, uh, I'm performing in the CBS Diversity Showcase the 23rd through the 26th. Tickets uh, are free. And um, you can, if you follow me on Twitter, you will find out that info. Nice. Yeah. And if you rate and review us five stars on iTunes, we will read your reviews on the air, which I'm about to do right now. I'm going to read two, and they're both essays. <laughs> but thank you, guys. Uh, this one is by Dirty C410. Uh, Bingeworthy is the title. I have slowly been, I have been slowly binging, if that's a thing, the show for about a year. I deliberately only listen to episodes for movies I have watched so I can fuss slash agree with the conversation and give my own fist. I love this show and your personalities. I hope none of you guys give up on acting. They have all threatened to do so over the years. <laughs> none of us will. I hope James returns soon so he can thoroughly correct Gerard calling actors by their most popular character names. <laughs> I wish you guys would add a segment, though. Could you guys review minority roles slash performances in mainstream movies? Example, the Justice League. In my opinion, the only characters that were enjoyable or at any development were the minority characters slash actors. Victor was the only character. this person. What's this person's name? What's this person's name? Dirty C410. Dirty C410. I have been saying this since we started recording the podcast. So I'm (sighs) glad to hear that a fan is interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been asking to do this since we started the podcast. (laughs) I know, I know. We, I don't know. That's a good idea. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe maybe the new year. We have to be more diligent and keep these (laughs) these shorter. Yeah, we're gonna try to maybe maybe we'll add that. Maybe that's what our opening segment should be. All right. Oh yeah. Example: The Justice. Okay, wait. I talked about this. Yeah, Victor was kind of the only character in the Justice League that actually had a character arc. The director was initially preparing for standalone movies. Cyborg was not one of them. So now that the movie bombed, they can say they gave the black and brown characters center stage. <laughs> Just wonder what you all think about those types of decisions in these big movies. Love the show. I mean, I hear what you're saying. That's kind of true, but it's also DC is such a mess that it's hard to really think about it. Super weird. All right. And this, the second one, last one I was read is just by, his scr- his name is Disappointed Person. <laughs> the title, though, is hashtag Team DVD Collection. What up? I got into podcasts about six months ago and came across yours. I listened to one and was hooked. Love, heart. Uh, the perspective and point of view is refreshing for a movie lover. The podcast is also entertaining, even though you know some things are coming, like the deep voice introduction, the not-so-drum roll, the transition using the movie title, the swirl, and the Hancock 2 pitch. Laughing face emoji. Hey, what, is he, what does he mean by the not-so-drum roll? Like, what is he talking about? Is he? 
Your drum roll is not a drum roll. All right. It gives me the needed (laughs) chuckle at work when I'm listening. I went back to listen to old episodes of movies I love, and I finally caught up. I'm always slightly disappointed when you all hate a movie I love, but I get it. The perspective is rubbing off on me, and I watch Men of Honor thinking, is this really about Carl? I think you guys should review that movie. Anyways, keep up the good fight. Tiffany Coco. That is a great point. We definitely should review Men in Men of Honor. But it's I remember, not about him. I do remember liking that, that movie a lot. That was my favorite lot. movie for a really long time. And no, it's not about him. That's so crazy. It's really frustrating. Woo! Hollywood! All right, guys. Um, We don't know what we're going to review next no. week, right? No, I don't think so. But we will be back reviewing something. And we all know soon and very soon, Black Panther. It's time. Get your tickets. All right. Get your outfits ready. We about to have a yo. That's a, that's I'm a about to review. That's I'm about to review Black Panther for two weeks. In All a right, row. calm down. Even if that's just bad, I'm gonna be like Wakanda, nigga. That's what I'm All saying. right. Well, we'll see you next week. Peace. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>